Well, if you're just getting into real estate, you probably feel like the game is rigged. The fix is in. Well, today I've got an interview with someone who's been trying since 2019. This is a real-life first-time homebuyer who succeeded, got a home in May of 2022. Which, by the way, if you don't know, maybe you're just thinking about buying a house for the past couple of years. This is the craziest time ever. It's going to go down in history. The beginning of 2022 is the hardest time ever for first-time buyers to get themselves a house. And you might feel like the fix is in, but listen to Tuesday and you'll understand that fixed is the way to go. Hey everybody, it's another one of your favorite episodes. I've got a first-time buyer who called up the podcast. This is Tuesday. No, I'm not telling you what day it is. This is actually Tuesday in Bellingham, Washington. Is that correct? Well, no longer in Bellingham, Washington. Now I'm in concrete. Wow, that sounds... Well, my family's Italian, so that's not usually a good thing. So I'm assuming concrete is a city, yes? Yes, it is. Fantastic. And you're now, what, a month in your new house? Just about, yeah. Fantastic. Purchased it beginning of May and moved in towards the end of May. So just a couple weeks actually living here. Understood. Now, did you, was that something that was a request? We'll just jump right into it. Was that something that was a request from the seller, like to give them a couple extra weeks to move out? No, actually. I was just, I needed that time to go and pack everything up and get all the things lined up for moving in, transfer utilities, etc. Wonderful. So, okay. Tell us your story, because when you reached out to me, you told me that you were looking for a couple years and you were ready to move pretty quickly. So give us a little bit of the backstory of what happened before you ended up reaching out to me and then closing on this house. So I'd been looking from like 2019 and kept getting discouraged because the houses on the market were ones in my price range anyway, were generally speaking not in very good condition <laughs> and i wanted to be able to have something i could just move into and live in right away instead of okay i can live in half the house and i need to update the rest of it so were you getting any sort of advice on figuring out if you could change your price point or change your down payment or move your finances? Or were you just kind of out looking at houses and just getting bummed out because they weren't what you were looking for? Not too much advice. The first realtor did say on the very low end of the price area. And so you're going to need to look either way out in the countryside or somehow get more money. <laughs> so I, I tried the getting more money and sure. The, we all do. Yep. The prices just kept rising. So I actually did end up going farther in the countryside. Oh really? Yeah. So that was the adaption that you made? Yeah. It is actually closer to my work though. So <laughs> so much better. Oh that's good. Yeah. Okay, so you went through a couple different realtors and 
saw the prices go up. And then, well, in 2021, you might have saw the interest rates drop. So then you reached out to me and what were the some of the things that the obstacles that you got to overcome quickly when you started working with the unicorn folks? Was able to go and see ones that were much more in my price range. The previous realtors had kept going almost to the top of my price range or beyond and showing me things. I'm like, I can't afford them. <laughs> so I can't really go look at them and fall in love with them when I can't afford them. But the unicorn realtor actually, she said, I'm going to respect your point, price point and I'm going to show you things that are like 50000 below the top of your price range. And I'm like, yeah, that's good. <laughs> I like you. <laughs> now, were you surprised at what was, you know, because I know there's a difference between looking online and, and looking with a professional. Were you surprised that you were finding things 50000 lower than the other folks were showing you that actually met your criteria? No, I've been looking on Redfin, so that has about the same inventory that the realtors were able to show me. I was kind of hoping the realtors would have an inside edge and be able to show me something before it showed up on Redfin. But... Yeah, it's kind of tough right now because in a regular market, that'll happen a lot. But in this market, you know, I, I think the seller would be silly not to put it out for everybody to see online. You know, there are some people that still don't want people traipsing through their home, and sometimes we can help with that. But in general, so going through the process, since you went through it for a couple of years and then, you know, got to this closing in your wonderful house now with a unicorn, what are some of what's some advice that you would give the people out there who are just starting this process? Some things that you're like, oh, I could have done this or that or just things to avoid. Don't keep waiting, thinking that the market's going to get better. I was 2020 and was like, okay, so we're having a pandemic and lots of people are out of work. So we're going to have foreclosures. No, yeah. don't wait. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably a really strong piece of advice. And, you know, as we move forward, things are are starting to look scary, but you know, I'm preaching to them right now. If you're renting and, and the math works for you, that this will still go on for a little while because the inventory is so ridiculously low. Now, what about anything really, you know, was specific that you weren't ready for, you know, within the process of the contract and the signing and the inspections? If anyone out there is trying to, you know, get ready for it. Was there anything that popped up that you went, oh, this was interesting. I didn't realize this was part of buying a home. It just went so fast. Once I found the home and put- The speed of it, yeah? Yeah, put in the offer and wait the weekend while they look and see if they get any other offers that are better. And one day I have a home. <laughs> well, that's the thing about working with a great unicorn is that uh, once you're in there, your offer's actually- looked at in a different light because it's presented in a different way, but they did make you wait the weekend, huh? They didn't just take it. They said, thanks, but. They had more than just me looking at it. So they were like, well, we just posted it the day before. We've had lots of interest really quick. We'll just wait and see if we get offers. And as a seller, that's a very sensible thing to do. <laughs> I think one of the big things that I need 
not, I don't need to, but that I would like to share with the audience and, and from your lesson here Tuesday is coming from the other side. When you go to sell a home, it's a negotiation with the person selling the home at what price to put it at. And if they say, you know, we want to list at 300 and I say, I think you're only going to get 285 for this home. Why don't we do this? Let me list it at 275 and we'll see what we get. What inevitably happens is you come in as the buyer and you're excited and you go, yeah, it's about worth 285. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to show them right away that I'm interested. And then you write for 285. If they get that in 24 hours, do you know what inevitably they'll say? Oh, we got the, we, we priced it too low. We got it. We got what we wanted already. And it's, so I, I always try to make sure the buyer understands, look, if I do everything perfect, the seller might think there's 10 more people like us behind us. So sometimes they need a couple days to see, oh, no, the first one was just perfect. So how did your, how did your whole inspection process go? Actually, wait for the inspection for the purchase. So that's probably another thing that the seller was like, okay, they're very interested in ready to go. Um, I did have a consultation afterwards and house was in great condition. Um, just one little problem with the electrical panel, got that fixed and uh, have a 20 year old water heater, but still working. So. Okay. That's great. So you had to waive it to, to get into the property, but then you still went through, had the consultation, got all the information yep. and then you were like, okay, I'm comfortable to move forward. That's important. Yep. Great. And so now at the end of, of these years for looking for a home and now here you are in your home, what are some of the feelings that you could share with our listeners out there who, who are maybe going through the same frustration and disappointment that you did? Very happy. I don't have to deal with any more rental <laughs> properties ever again. So It's a nice feeling, huh? Yeah. Don't have to worry about rent going up ever, ever again. <laughs> <laughs> and are you financially, is this something you'd been preparing for before you started looking or did you kind of do it all at the same time back in 2019? I've been preparing for it. I've been saving up and beginning of 2020 paid off all the rest of my debts which was just student loan debts and kept saving absolutely much as i could that's awesome that's incredible okay so you're in concrete now tell us did you were you prepared to pay more than your rent or are you in with a mortgage that's less than what you were paying in rent or is it about the same it is more than I had been paying. However, because I was in a rental, the rental company had been purchased by a different company and they decided they were not going to be as amenable to their renters and wanted us all to sign year-long leases. And if we didn't, they were gonna charge another $200 a month fee on top of our rents. So with that addition, it comes about even. And now you're locked in 30-year fixed, correct? Yes. 30-year fixed. That is the best. So, well, we're all so happy for you. And 
and if you don't mind, what was your price point? You were in the 200s, high 200s about? Yeah, 300,000 was the absolute max that I was willing to go to. And you ended up staying below that and that kept you within your budget? I did, yes. And that's the big key. Understand your budget. And then once you understand your budget, then you find that right team to help you get out there and get fast, make a good offer. Maybe you have to have a few sleepless nights over the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Was that rough for you, waiting on it? That was a little stressful, yes. <laughs> well, you look very comfortable in your new home right now, and uh, we appreciate you sharing your story. Congratulations to you, and we're very excited. And uh, thanks again, and everybody out there, Tuesday did it. So took her a couple years, and then she found the right team. So now you've got another great story. Thanks, Tuesday. We hope you enjoy yourself in your wonderful new home there. Thank you. Well, another great story. Tuesday's in Washington State. And did you hear that? She thought she was going to start out in one part of town, and she ended up understanding that budget was most important to her. You could hear that was a big deal with what Tuesday was talking about. One of the big things I heard her say was uh, respecting her price. Now, if you're working with a unicorn realtor or someone that you trust or someone that's not just looking for a paycheck, but someone that's actually going to be your advocate and working to help you, they're not going to push you to the limit if you don't want to go to the limit. Respect her price. Important part of the interview that we heard there. I'm super stoked that she's in her house. Kind of a bummer that... Uh, she needed to find the right person and miss some of the run-up. So that was one of the big takeaways I got from Tuesday. Don't wait. Now, here's someone who's been in her house for a month. She told you she's paying more in her mortgage than she was in rent. And she's still saying it's totally worth it. She's saying, don't wait. Jump on it if you can. Now, I understand people out there are going to say, well, we're going to crash. Well, it's going to burst. As my girl Madison likes to say, bubble's not going to burst. It's just going to be a nice, slow little leak, making that awful sound that balloons do. <laughs> Why? Why would I say it's awful? Then do that right in the microphone. So that's a great thing to keep in mind. Tuesday's story, she said that she ended up below her max. Now, sometimes people want to push all the way to their max. Sometimes people like Tuesday think maybe I'll look in other places. Maybe it doesn't mean even changing cities like she did. Maybe it just means reducing those qualifications, those must-haves, dropping a bedroom, getting a little less yard, or maybe getting someplace on the second floor instead of a single-story house with no one above you or below you. These are all the things that you can adjust, just like Tuesday did, and even adjusting to pay a little bit more than rent because fixed is the way to go. I know I always tell you that the game's kind of rigged, and it is, but you can beat it. The fix is in. Terrible phrase means that you're in trouble. Well, in this case, you can actually beat it with a fixed mortgage. She knew that, yes, right now, this new mortgage payment was more than the rent that she was paying, but she was already told, even before she closed on this property, that the rent was going to be going up, so it was going to be just about the same, and that's going to keep happening. Next year, next year, and the year after that, and the year after that. But what's going to happen with a fixed mortgage rate? Flatline, baby. Once again, all these weird things. Something fixed is good, and flatline is awesome for you. <laughs> Gotta love housing. 
Now, if you're looking to get started and you're brand new to the podcast, I hope Tuesday was a good inspiration for you. Go back to uh, episode 19. It's how to financially prepare to buy a home. Seven part series because I couldn't squeeze it all in one, two or even six. So we're looking to help you have a story like Tuesday. Hopefully you can speed it up a little bit. It doesn't take you three years to do it. But hey, that's when you found the podcast. And it's a good moral. This is when you found the podcast. This is when you thought about buying a home. This is where we are. The market's moving. And it's up to you to take advantage of what you can. Keep listening for more stories. I got a bunch of people that have been closing homes early 2022 and want to come in and tell their story and make sure that everybody out there learns a little bit and starts the revolution. Check out David Sedoni on Instagram at how to buy a home on TikTok. Come on, gang, get on the tickety talkity with me. Lots of fun stuff happening there, and I'm dropping all kinds of nuggets with extra honey mustard to help people who are trying to figure out how to buy a home. And I'm looking at a camera right now. As a matter of fact, I'm looking at two. No way. That's weird. So if you're not listening or watching on YouTube, get on it at How to Buy a Home on YouTube. Just search us up. We're here for you anytime you want. If you've got questions, go to www.howtobuyahome.com. Click that Ask David button and ask me your question. I got a whole bunch of people on my computer I got to talk to today who reached out who are looking for advice, unicorn advice, help with their family. Oh, God, help me with that. And trying to figure out what's the best timing for them. So if you're listening to this and you're all the way here at the end of this podcast, I know you're serious about it. So now get serious. Finish this podcast. Don't start a new one. Don't start scrolling on social media. Take some action. What's some action you can do right now? Work on your credit, work on your savings, work on your budget. Oh, the B word again. I'm a terrible person. Hate to end the podcast on the B word, but I'm going to say it over and over. Budget, 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 budget. Deal with it. All right, gang. The stories are going to keep coming. It's the toughest time ever to be doing a podcast for first-time homebuyers. I must be smoking crack. But the thing that keeps me going is people like Tuesday and everybody else that I'm interviewing who's making it happen. And you know what? I think you can make it happen, too. You can do this.